This is the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm Jay Stamps. That's Jay. And we got my family on the line. My cousin, my my blood family. Our, our parents, our parents and siblings. It's a fact. <laughs> we got my cousin Jerome on here dropping knowledge tonight, man. We we blessed to have him on here. Can you hear me okay? Um no. So for all those who didn't hear Stamps, this is the Halfway Humble Podcast. I'm just a co-host, Jay. Uh, the dude going in and out, that's Jay Stamps. And he has his cousin on the line as well. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, yo, it's it's three J's. It's three J's. Certified. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All day, every day. It's, man, you welcome. I'm, I'm glad you can. As long as I can hear you, that's good. I don't, you know. I think at this point, your, your humble followers are going to be like, who's this guy? Let me turn this off. He sounds funny. <laughs> no, nah, you good, bro. But you good. Yes, sir. So, uh, can you kick? I mean, kick it off, man. We kick it off. This is a. We gonna keep it. Can y'all hear me still? Am I? Am I audible? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, my uh, we got the intro good. So we trying to work through some kinks tonight, but we got my family on the line, and we just chopping it up tonight. This is the chop it up episode. So we just gonna be talking about topics left and right. And uh, Jerome, you already kicked it off, man. So just tell me, you know, what what things are you seeing out there as far as I, I know you mentioned cooning. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and expound on that, man. You know, you got a couple okay. degrees, man. You got you can expound on. That. <laughs> okay. Well, let me see the best that I can do because I didn't, you know, drink some of my my summertime potion before I laid my head down this evening. Uh, first and foremost, oh, I would like go. to say thank you for inviting me. You know, blessings to both of you guys because you guys are doing a tremendous thing out there. I don't care what nobody say. You keep your head up, keep your grind strong, and you're going to get it. You're going to get it. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time. <laughs> you know, that's real talk. Um, I think, and I, I don't mean no disrespect when I say cooning, but for the older heads, you know, there was a point in time in our history where, where African-Americans who were absolutely talented individuals who had the God-given gift in order to show it to this world, they had to dumb down their talents. And even more so, if you go back to, and I don't want to make this a history uh, a history class or a history lesson, but, you know, we had to shuck and jive. Um, they even tried to mimic us, and I say they, meaning the Caucasian um, affluence. They painted their face and accentuated our assets in order to sell certain things. Um, I think where it turned the face is where we saw that illusion and we had to do it ourselves. So we didn't look at it in a sense to be prideful people. We had to make this illusion to where they sold the illusion in order to have it. So the way I've seen it translated down to our generations or even the ones that consider us now in this time, you know, we go out in this world and we got to be extra loud. We got to be extra with certain things and we don't have to be that. And I think it's just certain our ability just to be in the present is to be in the present. You know, it doesn't take a lot for us to be seen. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I've been blessed with a little things in my life to go to certain stores and I know they see me, so I don't need to be loud. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Not being 
from United States to the Middle East to the Emirates and back, you know, and I've seen certain things and we didn't got to do this way. So when I see folks in this street, you know, we kind of give them that, that big mama look like y'all need to go and sit down. You don't need to be out here acting <laughs> like themselves. So I, I turn the tune and uh, the, tune, the, the tone and a lot of my friends, they go, they out here cooning. So, you know, if you ever hear me say it once upon a time or every once in a while, you know exactly where I'm coming from. You acting way out of line. You acting out of pocket. Yeah. No, I feel that, man. I feel that. I think uh I think sometimes it's overcompensation. I think we do. I think there's been times where we do it we as a culture, we as a people do that because we think that's the only way or that's the best way for us to be heard. And I don't know like you said, I don't always think that is the best way because sometimes it just puts an image out there. And we're not always looked at as individuals. So if you out there acting the fool or I'm acting the fool, they, it, it's that stereotype of we all acting the fool. They must all act like that. And so I think we have to be careful um, with that. You know oh, what I'm saying? So, you know, and I press this, you know, I, I, I don't want to over talk nobody. So I'm going to stand my pocket. No, nah, go ahead. You uh, know, you I, do, I do certain things in, in my day to day that make people shake their head because I'm like, why? Why do you do the things you do, you know, Jack? Yes, I, I have been blessed to get, you know, a couple college degrees. And um, I do things now that suit me. And one of the things that I've always wanted is I wanted a grill. I was like, you know, that was the flyest stuff that I ever seen. Especially, I was like, oh, my God, I went back east. The dude smiled at a Waffle House. I'm like, look at that. This boy got a gold <laughs> teeth in his mouth. I'm going to get some of them. Oh, essentially, got me a pair. So I walk into Starbucks with a grill on. It took this girl 10 minutes to get a mm. black coffee order. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world is she staring at? And I realized I had this stuff in my mouth. And one of my homegirls, she was like, boy, you educated out here. You're a black man. Why you got that in your mouth? I said, look, you shouldn't be worried what's in my mouth. You should be worried what's coming out of coming your mouth. Coming out of your mouth. Exactly. That's what I've been trying to preach for years. But anyway, can mm. No, that's it. You know what I mean? And I think that's going back to when I said Kunan is that you don't need to be seen in this light. Watch them in your actions and it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. Yeah. So, you know, that's what's up, man. That's again why I appreciate and commend you guys because what you're doing is setting volumes. You know, so it's it's a it's a, this world's crazy. We all know it. I think the older we get it, we realize it. You know, sometimes I wake up in this morning and I'm like, yo, I would love to go back as a kid. It was easy. People fed me. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, yeah. Like we didn't we didn't understand what that word meant. Man, no, nah, like I, I really think oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, um, no, nah, this this adult stuff is overrated, man. I was I was today I was doing some things on the on the laptop for a little bit and um, you know, my son is running in and out the house, not a care in the world. He didn't got in trouble about three or four times. I told him to keep his shoes on. He come in here barefooted. He get after some reason he got wet. I, he said he was out. Went outside dry. Came back in the house wet. Shirt off. <laughs> no shoes. Shirt off. Yeah, shirt. Shirt off. And just don't care. Like you know. But I'm like, dude. I done told you stay in the house. I told you not to be acting acting the fool going out there. But it's just like. I, I miss that carefree attitude. Is I'll probably get in trouble, but I'll be good in a little bit. Like it's not gonna last forever. Like those little things about being a kid, 
you know, you're going to get in trouble. You get yelled at. But then, you know, an hour later, you're good again. Like, you're back to whatever you were doing. And, <laughs> and I wish, I, I think we miss, as we get older, the simplicity of how kids react to things. I think we get away from that. And sometimes we need to go back towards that because, I, I'm yeah, I'm about tired of this adult stuff. I'm, I'm about I'm about over it. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> you ain't never like this. This whole thing is hard, and you know. Um, so last last couple of episodes, we were talking about like like you know I'm embarking on that whole entrepreneurship thing, and it's a whole different space that I've been in, just as an adult learning about how to stand up your business, how to properly file your paperwork so that you got everything in order um working trying to get a merchant service so that you can you can you know do certain things be able to charge your customers the proper way without using cash app and all of this other stuff and it's, it's a headache man like because because you realize that you have to depend on other people to get stuff done and when they not doing what they say they was going to do or following through with their word. That's a whole nother problem that you got to deal with as an adult, right? Like people just not following through. So yeah, adulting sucks, man. (laughs) You know, I think one thing that is even good, because I heard you mention a couple of times that you started your own, which I commend. I mean, personally couldn't do it because I'm not that focused. I want to shine versus grind in that sense. (laughs) But (laughs) you do the math. A lot of heads that you go out here like, we had this, um, the lottery, when the lottery is like a billion dollars and everybody was sitting here like, if I want a lottery, if I want a lottery. So I was like, what would you do? They was like, oh, the first thing I'll do is I invest. Well, what would you invest in? Man, I don't know. Do you know about a hedge fund account? You know what I'm saying? You setting yourself up to get robbed. Right. <laughs> right. You don't even know what, what type of stuff that you should invest in. You know, that's how people get robbed in the first place oh man you should invest here 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 matter of fact let me let me take your money and invest for you correct correct mm-hmm. that's like the whole ponzi scheme you know what i mean he was getting big money off these people because it sounded good and he talked quick i don't know about y'all but that sounds like a hustle from where i'm from i know a whole yeah. bunch of hustlers that talk right. quick you know mm-hmm. nobody's asking let me see your portfolio let me see what you did in the last five <laughs> years ago let me talk to right. some of the people who left you and the reason why they left you so right. yeah, this adult thing is treacherous. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. but you know that, that that thing about the lottery thing um, is an interesting point that you bring up or whatever. Because um, I was actually was actually having this conversation um, with my mother a few years ago. God bless her soul. But I was talking to her about just the whole. Uh, like I was she she couldn't understand at that particular time until I explained it to her but I was telling her this was when the the lottery had gotten really high like the first time one of the first times that we saw it right and that's when everybody start going out and playing it but I was telling her I was like yo if I if I won the lottery right now I I will kind of be disappointed (laughs) right and she said she was like yo she was like yo why and I was like, because I didn't really do nothing to get it. Right. You know what I mean? I, like, I think it's a certain, it's a, it's a certain, um, it's a certain feeling that you get when you actually work for it and gain, 
gain it through your hard work and perseverance and your learning and your knowledge and your wisdom, like just the journey itself versus it all falling into your hands just off of a chance of playing a ticket. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you though. If I, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not, <laughs> like I ain't gonna I'm take not, it. I'm, I'm gonna probably be yeah. a little disappointed because I mean I didn't get it on my own. Like I mean, get like earning a hundred million I mean, versus just saying somebody saying here, like it's a it's just a different yeah. for me personally. Yeah, I feel you. I, I bought the, but you bought that ticket though. Yeah, you, I bought the you ticket. Had, you funded the ticket. I bought the ticket. You funded but the I ticket. Ain't, I <laughs> but it's like, ticket. so like, here's the thing. So let's just say I made a hundred mil off of a business, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, mm-hmm. versus um, winning the lottery, right? If I lose mm-hmm. that hundred mil from my business, I know how to make it again. Right. Right. Versus right. me losing it losing it by winning it and not knowing what to do with it or whatever and I lose it. I don't know how to get that again. I got I I'm back at the at the corner store playing the lottery. Yeah. No, it's a it's a, a it's a an it's an appreciation. I think there's a difference in appreciation of you doing it yourself. Like you said, self made opposed to just getting self paid. Right, right. It's just like you know if saying? somebody like, if somebody give you a, a give you a car. Like yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be yeah. appreciative of somebody giving you that car, but when you actually go out and spend your hard earned money on that particular car, you're gonna take care of it better. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna make sure you know what I mean. It's it's a different it's a different type of appreciation. It's a it's a different respect for it, but I, and but if somebody give me a car, the first thing I'm gonna ask now is do I gotta pay a note? <laughs> I gotta pay taxes on it. Like, all, all, all the taxes is taken care of, bro. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you give me a, a car free and clear, I ain't gotta have hey, no car note. Hey, we, you know, I'm gonna hug you there. Because hey, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you like this. Because we just got off of that, we just got off of that whole sapiens thing we did last episode. And I'm gonna tell you like this: rent and car notes is kicking everybody's behind right now. So it's kicking it's kick mine. You know, it's crazy because <laughs> if I won the lottery and I say it all the time, the Lord's gonna bless me with the bag. But I think I'm gonna go through this. Uh, I'm gonna go through like you know how people say, oh, they have um, they go through grieving. They got the five stages of grief. I think I'm gonna go through that. I, I'm gonna sit and cry. You know, I'm the first time to be like, yo, did I really get it? Then I'm gonna go to the lottery and I'm mm-hmm. my account and be like, yo, I do have them zeros behind it. Then I'll probably sit and cry and be like, yo, what What if I had this like a five years ago? What if I had this X amount of days ago? And then I might go and not trust nobody. I might be looking at my wife's side eye like, where you going? <laughs> right. you know, I got this brother coming around the house lately. Who is this? You know, so <laughs> you got to be careful what you ask. And you are completely right between me and my daughter just went through it. She just bought her first car. Well, Daddy went out there and helped her get her first car. And I see how she treated versus if she went to go get it completely by herself. So I have to help her through the stages. And I said, but baby, you can't get this amount of car because this, you have to look at this. Well, I can buy the car. Can you afford the insurance? Okay. You can't afford the insurance. Can you afford the upkeep? Well, you can do it. No, 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 no. You're going to pay the mechanic if it's daddy. And my, my, man, I got time. You pay me yeah. for my time now. Yeah, you, you grow. <laughs> you grow out here in these streets. You are grown. <laughs> so, well, you know what I mean? So, I think this thing called adult, 
and I, I, I look at my parents and their trials and tribulations growing up to now, and I give them that much more respect because they made it look easy. And I don't know if they tried to hide it from us, but they did a dang good job. You know what I mean? When I come yeah. home from work and saying, mm-hmm. you know, F the world, I don't want to go back to work. I look at my baby like, well, he need lights. You know, they need this water. We need to mm-hmm. eat. It's not about me. So I think that illusion within itself, and I, again, I don't want to get into y'all's time. My wife's no, you used good. To, he used to, no, go ahead. He used to go big ahead. floss. You know, he used to buy, he had a Mercedes and then he got a Beamer. He got all this. And his cousins was like, oh, he big balling. And I said, bro, I'm with you. Every way in step, and you're telling me the hardships that you have to keep this, but you're not telling these kids this stuff. So all they see is you shining, but not how grind you got to get it and keep it. And he's like, I know, I know. And I'm like, that's doing them a disservice. Because the first thing they do is they Mm -hmm. they do go to a casino or they get uh, a lottery ticket and win. The first thing they're going to want to do is be like big cousins. And because they with their big cousins, they're going to lose in the end because you didn't teach them the tools in order to keep doing it. And he kind of looked at me and was like, why are you mm-hmm. kicking knowledge? And I was like, pass me the drink, because uh, we're going to have a long conversation. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's facts. Like, and then the other thing that I'm, I was thinking about, too, with this whole, um, you know, you, you balling out or whatever. It's like, yo, what what you really doing it for? You doing it for the people around you so you could be perceived a certain way? Right. Or are you really doing it for yourself? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think about that, like, all the time. So, like, it's cool if you doing stuff like I don't want to be like uh, I was I was looking at uh, a, a Gary V video today and he was saying like um, he he was basically saying what I was thinking the whole time like I ain't trying to talk down on people who like nice things and designer things and stuff like that I mean but I think about from something like from my perspective right I went out. It was 2012. I went out and got uh, the the old school Impala SS, right? It wasn't for, like, I copped that car because that car I loved growing up as a kid. Like, I I fell in love with that car when it came out, you know what I mean, in in 94. So the 94 through 96 model. Like, I did that for me. I always wanted that car. I, I wasn't thinking about it from a perspective of, when I get the car, it's going to be like, oh, man, people see me in that old school and they're going to be like, oh, man, like Jay doing it and blah, 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 blah. No, it's, I just wanted the, I wanted the, the car for nostalgia. You right. know what I mean? Right. I was doing it strictly for me. Now, the attention that came with that, I, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really ready for the intent, uh, the attention because I really didn't have an idea with I didn't really have an idea of how much other people liked the car too. You know what I mean? Like I kind of thought it was just like a, a certain set of people, group of people that liked it, man, it, it'd be black people, white people, men, women, children, everybody coming up. <laughs> like people be trying to, I pull up to the gas station, people trying to, yo, you selling that? Right. Like, yo, like, nah, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? So I wasn't even thinking about it in that manner. So, yeah, you, you just have to ask yourself, too, like, when you can actually afford these things, who are you doing it for? Right. If you're doing it, if you're truly doing it for yourself, because that's something that you love, or that's something that you really want to have, and it's not going to break the bank when it's all said and done, that's fine. Right. But to do it to impress other people, like, that's another thing that, you, you know, we have to 
teach the younger people like, yo, it's, I'm telling you, you got a long life to live. It is not about impressing others. Trust me. Right. And, and Yeah. And I think that's a progression thing with age, too, because I think like when you're younger, you know, we've all been guilty of it. Like you get that new thing, whether it be, you know, from a soup, like from a clothing yeah, standpoint, or you got to be the that, yeah. one out there, you know, because I mean, I prided myself like that for years, like. I'm going to be one of the freshest ones out here because I know how to do this. I've been doing this and I'm a, you know, I'm going to work to get it, but I'm going to be, the, I'm going to be fly. Like I'm going to take, I'm going to wear what I want to wear and it's going to be fly. Like now I don't have to be the loudest person as far as the clothing I got on, but I'm still pride myself as one of the cleanest in here. That's just me. That's like, you know, cause that was something I took pride in. That's how I grew up. That's how, you know, that's how my parents was. That's how my dad yeah. was. <laughs> Jerome could, Jerome could throw that for a fact. That's, that's... You got that honestly, because that's what I got. People be like, dang, boy, you dressing right. Well, I was top right, man. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what we that's what we saw what we knew. Right. You know, that's what we yeah. knew. That was a little so. different. Like, I, I liked the whole fly thing, but I really liked just getting stuff that I liked personally. And it was like, Whoever gravitated towards it, it was that's hey, that's that's what's up. If you didn't, that was fine too. But I was gonna get what I liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Elevens, yeah. the 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 Jordan 11s had nothing to do with everybody else rocking them. It was the time frame. I was like, yo, I really like the shoe. I ain't even like the 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 Concords when they first came out. I didn't like the colorway, but when they start dropping those other colors, I was like, oh, I still don't. I'm about to say, I still don't I still, like them. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> look, still don't they like look like penguins to me. I, I still don't like them <laughs> to this day. Oh, oh, tuxedo hey. shoes, man. Ain't nobody wearing them. I was, like, I was like, why is Jordan about to play in some dress shoes? I don't understand. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, like I'm like you about to you about to tap dance in the joint. <laughs> hey. Like ain't nobody. Hey. MJ was about to go to prom. <laughs> no, I, I feel, I feel you 100. You know, okay. you, you get what you want because you, you worked hard and you get it. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, I I could say I'm a sneakerhead. You know, I start buying. I, I, I could say collect because I don't resell. Um, but, you know, I wanted some breads. I still want the bread ones. I just can't find myself paying, you know, $600 for some bread ones. So I'm going to have to wait until I push the ticket. But. Right. When right. I was these kids' age, these bread ones was like a hundred and twenty bucks. Now they six hundred dollars, and then you see them all. So I'm like, Man. how are you getting this money in order to afford these things? I mean, it's right. That's right. Crazy to me. Right. And, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, and I'm I'm telling y'all right now. Hey, Jay, hold your thought. But I'm telling you right now, if you can afford to buy Jays, you can afford my services. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that's the thing, like, I'm, it, it's, I'm teaching my daughter how to do it when her mind is right. My son is too young to do it. But you're right. If you have $600 to buy some shoes, it's time for me to teach you what this thing called credit score. Facts. You know, or just, just or just, just start off with the budget. Like, let's, let's right. not even talk about the credit score yet, because your, your, your credit score will be trash if you don't know how to budget. You know what I mean? There it is. And then what you said about your car, you're getting the attention for sure. But a lot of people aren't ready for that attention. And sometimes that attention can be the negative attention. So what That's you right. do now? Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And I told people, I told because I got positive and negative. I mean, I'm being like, I don't even drive the car in certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take my other car, my 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 nice little conservative Camry, out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but and for real, like I was I was I think I was telling people in another episode, uh, stamps. You could you could um you could you could back me on this. But I think I said, yo, don't don't even get an old school. Don't even bother because there's too much yeah. upkeep. There's too yeah. much money to try to keep up. You know what I mean? Oh man, I got a '91 Iron yeah. man sitting in my garage. I'm a grown man with a family. And every time I look yeah. at it, I'm like, come on, man. I got other things I got to do with that money. It's a pretty car. Right. But, right. You know, but I, I like it. I like it. The conversation needs to happen. And you guys are doing that conversation now. I don't know if you guys will edit this and put it out, but hopefully the people that are listening to in that car, no one's different. I mean, no one's the same. We're all going through the same things. You know what I mean? It just may be a different speed than the next person. But we're all going through those same different type of roadblocks. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's happy for you, that's constructive for you, that ain't taken away from somebody else in a negative way. Right. right. I believe in karma. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I feel you on that. And I, I think that, you know, I think that's the thing, too, because, like, you know, to, to go back to what we were talking about for a second, like, as far as you know, doing things, like I said, you know, I was, I wanted to be fly, but, like, I was doing it because there were things, like, like you're saying, things I liked. I think that, and if people gravitated towards that, that's cool, but it was still things I like. It's not, I don't think people are individuals as much as they were at other right. points in time. Like, I don't think that, I think that's one of the issues, besides people being too sensitive, I think that there's not enough individuals out here. Like, everybody is playing um follower you know what i'm saying because like us three of us on the phone three different types of people three different things that now we have mutual likes but we all have our own things that make us who we are and our our ideas of fly our ideas of what's what's nice or what's dope may be similar but they're still going to be once they're on us they're still going to be looked at three different ways and that's fine but there's I think there's generations under us that sometimes if they don't look like this or they feel like this is this is the standard, whatever that standard is, if they don't meet that standard, then they're not at that level. And I don't personally like the only person I have competition with is myself in trying to get better. I don't look at Jay or look at or look at Jerome and say, Hey, I need to do what they doing and and be better at that. No, I'm trying to do better than I was doing last year you know what that's my competition i'm not looking at the next man i'm too busy focused on myself and how i could make myself better right but i don't think i don't think a lot of that is happening you know and and that needs to there needs to be more attention on that and like self and that's like gary v is one like that like he ain't compete with nobody but himself there's there's gems and jewels you can take from other people you know to help you but yeah you need to compete with yourself man you make yourself better don't worry about there's too much, and I think social media has a part in that too. Like you too worried about what he doing or what she doing. Who cares? I tell my wife all the time, you know, she's a big thing. She don't like to put herself on social media. She definitely putting kids on the social media. So you know, I'll, you know, I go on there, you know, check and politics with other folks. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna see me on no Instagram with a, a money phone. 
you know, I'm not gonna have a brick of money yeah. in my ear. You know that? What? Why? You know what I mean? Now you can <laughs> come to my house <laughs> and be like, let me use your phone. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's one of those things. The social media aspect, especially IG, it's fun. You know, you be looking at it, you get lost. It's three in the morning. You be like, oh, I've been on this too long. But I look at it as pure entertainment. People look at it as their reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. nobody tells you how many times you didn't take that picture to make it perfect. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or facts. nobody told you facts you right didn't take a picture of this new car you got, but nobody's telling you how you got the money to do it. Oh, you didn't lost a loved one, and this is the money that they left so that you can go to school, but you bought a car. That's not in the conversation. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, again, I. I swear and I tell people, I don't give advice. I can't give you advice because I never walked a mile in your shoes. Well, what I can do is tell you what Jerome would do. Now, you can take it and mm-hmm. let it go one ear and out the other. But, you know, hard head, make it soft behind sometimes. Right. Yeah. So. Nah, that's a, that's a fact, man. Like, I, and I, I think that I think that's one of the few things about being an adult, even though a lot of it sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> that's the one thing, man. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that you do learn, those those experiences that hopefully you're learning from, you know, it, it makes you make you make better choices. And and I think that that in itself is cool. Like, you know, one of the few things about getting older. But yeah, man, and, and getting older isn't bad. It's just the I don't, I don't even, it's not even the age thing that bothers me. It's just the stuff, like the, the different responsibilities that come all this. It's like, I got to deal with this now too. And it's like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to throw it out to my age. I am 40 years looking at 41 this year, 41 years old. You know what I mean? So when people talk about, oh, listen to this new, this song by Nas that's new. Bro, that's not new. Like, <laughs> or somebody's like, oh, they dropping some new J's. Those aren't new. You know, I remember when people were wearing starter jackets, which I think they're going to come back because I swore I seen this kid with some guests on. And I'm like, when did guests get like that? You know what I mean? Or, oh, guests is popping. Guests is popping. Guests is popping. Guests is popping again. Wow. That's it's crazy, popping. right? And then I was like, I remember when Supreme first started. When, I mean, y'all's podcast, the last one that y'all was talking about, Supreme, when did it get so big? Supreme was just a skateboarding shop in New York. That's all it yep. was. They had a bunch of people that smoked weed and drank out there, and they was just doing them. When it popped is when they actually stole the Louis Vuitton logo. When they stole the Louis Vuitton logo, they mm. got sued. That's when people were like, who is this store doing this? And then Louis Vuitton uh. was like, oh, they're starting to be big. Let's collab with them. And that's when they collab, and that's when you have all these hype beasts like, I need that. Uh, mm. so there you go. There you go. Your yeah, answer. Well, at least one of them, because yeah, uh, what's his name? Jim Jones swear he put Supreme on the mat, right? Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Shout out to <laughs> <Jim>. <laughs> I heard what Jimmy, the new dip set. Ain't they coming back? I think they are. They Jimmy's out. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say because I actually like Jim Jones. I think he's came a long yeah. way. I always like Jim. Yeah, I like Jim. And uh, I think he's Jim is talented. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not knocking him out. And I and I was a big fan of, especially in the early 2000s, like Dipset. Like, I a lot of their styles, they don't get the credit <laughs> for a lot of stuff that they put out. Right. There. That is facts. I don't think they get the that credit. is facts. However, the the whole statement, um. 
you know, the, the supreme statement. Like, I don't knock him for it, but at the same time, it's just like, man, you got to make sure that paperwork's straight. <laughs> oh, facts. Right. Facts. Here's a... yeah, I was, we was joking. Yeah, Go I ahead. Did, you know, switch gears on you, but we're talking about a little bit of fashion. Hilfiger's back. So everybody rocking Hilfiger now. And I, was, I asked my girl, I was like, baby, when Hilfiger come back? And I was like, did people not remember when Hilfiger was on the Oprah show talking crazy? She's like, yeah, I remember that. So uh, I had to go out of town for a conference, so I had to get a suitcase. So I was at one of, you know, I think it was Nordstrom's or something like that, or Macy's. So I ended up getting a bag, and I was going downstairs, and I was like, well, I need a cardigan. So I seen two Hispanic gentlemen using the N-word saying, oh, man, look at this hill figure. You know, oh, my, they have hill figure. And I'm like, the irony behind this whole interaction right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Hilfiger did really say that, did say yeah. what he said about black people? Blacks and Hispanics, he said it wasn't made for them. He said it was not made for them. It wasn't, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, I always heard, like, I never really knew the truth behind that. Like, I always heard, oh, no, that was a rumor. He didn't really say that. Or, you know, some other stuff, so. Nah, he said that just like Hollister said, they don't make clothes for fat people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, and that's an age old thing because you could even I'll even go back. You know, I'm a big history nerd, and I'll I'll even go back as far as you know, like to to a testament to that to that statement. Like that was the whole thing when you had people that were, and, and I'm taking it to music just for a second. Like when uh, Elvis, you know, made a statement where you know he he said he didn't make he didn't know black people listen to his music. He didn't make his music for black people, basically. But all your songs are from black right. people and influenced by black people. And I was like, you know, my brother, my brother actually told me because I had to do a, a project on Elvis one time when I was I was little. And I remember him telling me that he I was like, and then I got the, you know, as I got older and reading more, I was like, Oh, you didn't write that. You didn't you didn't do that. That came from that. And you find the origin of a lot of these like um I think it was either Jailhouse Rock or I think it was Jailhouse Rock. I'm not for sure. Don't quote me on that. But I know for sure that one of his top songs, it was a black woman that actually sang it. And and it was her song originally. And then he took it and made it, you know, popularized it. So, you know, that there's that's always that that inclusion thing has always been there. Like, oh, we didn't make that for them or. You know, but then when it's popping, you put them, you put everybody. You know, it 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 wasn't made for us, but yet it, Aaliyah was in the hill right, figure ads, right. Usher was in the right. hill figure right. ads. Grand Puma like, was wearing his clothes in the video. Right, <laughs> right. right. Don't Wu Tang. You know, you know, uh, Raekwon was fresh. He's still fresh every day. Low key fresh there every you day. Um, you know, they was all. I mean, hip hop deserves a lot of credit. And our culture as a whole deserves a lot of credit for yeah, this. Black things. people, period, just deserve a lot of credit. Like, we make everything cool. There's nothing that we can't make cool. We made a white t-shirt, jeans, and construction boots an outfit. Cool. For real. <laughs> Say it again, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. It, it, it's just that, that that influence is heavy and is strong. And you can't be denied, you know what I'm saying? Like there, we're we're in we're weaved into all of that. So yeah, no. I, and it's funny because 
I saw when Hillfigure was starting to pop again. I was like, dang, this is they really pumping this again. I was like, I kind of was like, you draw. I was like, it just kind of came back all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, they they really trying to wear this again. And uh, you know, I've always been a polo guy myself. I had to pick between Ralph Lauren and Tommy. I'm gonna go Ralph Lauren route. He ain't never said that great. Well, not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, to my knowledge, he says so. I'm rocking with Ralph until he says something crazy. <laughs> I got mad. At, but, I got mad at Gucci. I'm like, come on, man. I, I got to be wearing yeah. this now. What y'all doing? See, <laughs> see, see. Okay, let's let's just make this for the audience for the audience that don't that, you know don't know my cousin. He he's in a tax bracket where he can wear Gucci. We can't wear Gucci he's cologne. <laughs> he's in that. I only can wear the cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let don't let him lie to you. Go, I look up before before we get off of this. I'm gonna make him tell y'all what he does for a living. So we go we go. I'm gonna put him all the way out. There. I'm trying to hide from the IRS, man. Don't do that to me. Don't hey, just say allegedly in front or behind it, and then you'll be good. That's what I always do. But no, man. I he, he, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, man. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. But go ahead. I, I think. You guys hit the nail on the head where today's society, we're trying to be so exclusive or so different, but not realize we're one and the same. You know, we go to the extremes to do what people think is different, what people three, four generations before us have done it. You know what I mean? Uh, outside of my generation and, and above have always dreamed big. Your generation, hopefully the ones after you guys, materialize off of those dreams. You guys are actually putting it and materializing it on paper like this is what we do. Not, I wish my kids can do it one day. So when your mothers mm. and grandfathers are saying, I wish my kids can do it, you guys are doing it. You see what I'm saying? Right. My generation yeah. is the lost generation. I mean, I hate to say it, we're the lost generation of um, hip-hop. Because without maybe six or seven artists that you can count on your hands, there's no new material outside of somebody trying to say I'm different. And what they're putting out that is different isn't really doing anything. Where you guys are now going back to the generation where we originated saying that's real music. So there's some way somebody got to put it back together and let's bring it on back. Like, come on, man, I like to go down the street and listen to music too. However, you know, it's that dot, dot, dot. So. Yeah. Is that so? Do you think okay? So I'll use you for an example. Um, being at the age you are now, do you do you find yourself gravitating still to hip hop, to hip hop that you were familiar with, or do you try to listen to some of the newer stuff or search for things that are not just oh. in your face and see if you can find sure. something that's good question, my bro. I, I think in the sense of. Uh, I'm always going to gravitate to what I'm used to because not only when I hear it, it takes me back to when I first heard it or that mood that or that party or something I was in when I heard it. So you're like, oh, yeah, it's cracking. You know, the first time I heard Outkast. But not to knock nobody, I can't get with it's a new rapper, something baby. I tried to listen. Oh, uh, little baby. Which one? I, which one they got talking, talking about? It's like, oh, yeah, I think it's three of them. It's oh. like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the baby, it's little baby. And, um, I think it's the baby. I tried to uh, listen to uh, it. I can't resonate with it. Out here on the West Coast, everybody's yeah. with that uh, Tatiana song. 
Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about blue face. Blue face. Okay, yeah. The kids when they come on, we have like a little function. They be like, "Oh, throw it on." Me as an adult, I'm like, "What's this boy talking about?" You know. Now <laughs> I feel like I'm my daddy. <laughs> yeah, like now I started to start to understand like what our parents or our elders was going through. Like, what are they saying? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I find myself turning into that a little bit and so i try to i try to keep my ear to the street to 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 stay at least fresh or relevant to what's going on or what 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 everybody's talking about right now so that's why i can i can listen to this futures and the, the babies and stuff like that and not be moved but at the same time it's just like yeah i'm not playing any of this in my car but you know it's, <laughs> It's, it's whatever, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody talking about nothing, but it's whatever. So, and, and some not, of these dudes, I will say, some of these dudes can actually rap. Like, I'm impressed with some of these dudes. Like, some of the some of the people, like, I don't know if y'all heard of Gold Link. Yes. I'm, I'm impressed with dude. Oh, no. Gold Link can rap. I like Gold Link. Um, I like Gold yeah, Link. Yeah, I, I listen to, um, what what's his new joint? Dia something. Dia... Spora, something like that, or I, I forget the name of his album or whatever. But I listened to that uh, a few days ago. I was I thoroughly so, impressed. Yeah. But I always, I always thought that he could rap when I heard Crew, um, and I was like, "Yo, who is this dude with the flow like this?" I was like, "I, I like dude," you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I always thought he could rap. So you know him. I think I, I, I do actually like the baby. You know what I mean? Like lyrically, he can rap. Like he he can rap. Um, I'm not in the baby. I'm little baby and the baby. Like is is two of them. So I'm talking about the darker skin one. But um, he he full of <laughs> like he got a lot of gimmicks. But at the same time, like he could really rap. Like he's he's talented. Um, as far as the the type of music that he put out, uh, I mean, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? But I, I recognize true talent when I hear it. Like, he could actually rap. He went on, um, I think it was L.A. Leakers. He's, okay. you know, so, you know, the, the rappers, the rapper rappers go on L.A. Leakers and freestyle. Um, right. He's one of them dudes. You know what I mean? So, um, so I mean, there's a few others out there that I that I listen to and it's like, okay, yeah, they'll, they'll have longevity in the game. I can't speak for these other dudes. You know, the first time I heard uh, yeah. Gold Link, I was with uh, one of my homeboys, and he's a Kappa. And these dudes came out with the Kappa Stroll, and I was like, what are they playing? Because this sounds smooth. So yeah. I you know, Googled it and put it on Spotify. I was listening to it, and I was like, yo, that's dope. You know, yeah. but I remember hearing, like, Aquemini. And, yeah. and listening to it, and it was like, yo, wait a minute. They, like, they're saying something. <laughs> like, right. yo, wait, right. wait a minute. Right. You know, so... When it comes to this music thing, you know, and I listen to a lot of reggae and I listen to always R&B, you know, old soul, you know, when mm-hmm. you start listening to a lot of these things, it starts to open your eyes to a lot. You know, I, I will always make the joke and laugh, like, when did hip-hop change, when did music change? And it was mm-hmm. it changed when people stopped crying. You know what I mean? Because if you listen to old soul, when a dude's girl left, these dudes was making songs to get their girl back and they were crying. Right. Nowadays, it ain't none of that. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, man, yeah. F them. I ain't want them no way. Yeah, yeah. Go get my, <laughs> go get my other flex over here. 
And I think that transcends transitions into how we live, you know, because if you listen mm-hmm. to this dude saying, you know, I got another jump off over here, do you think your daddy said that about your mama? Yeah. Right. And even yeah, it's it's just a different and and we have to be careful about the influence of hip hop because you like like you said, like you listen especially for, for us coming up in the nineties, I'm listening to, to to gangster rap and, and all of these all of these different influences or whatever, it literally molded me to who I am today. Like, I'll still live by some of those principles. Not to say that they're right, you know what I mean? But I still, you know, those, those, some of those principles are still instilled in me. So, I mean, throughout the time, as I got older, I had to filter out a lot of the stuff that's like, yo, this is completely wrong. Okay, this is, I could rock with this, but the rest of this stuff, I gotta let go. You know what I mean? Because that's 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 young dude stuff. I can't I can't continue to hold on to that and expect to be a grown man out here. You know what I mean? So you know a lot of that stuff you gotta yeah. weed out. But it's it's the music is the biggest influence. It's the oh, biggest influence. Check this out. I was uh I went overseas. I was in Saudi Arabia, right? So one of my dudes out there was like, let's just go out. Let's go hang out for sure. I was like, pick me up from the hotel. So he picked me up from the hotel. We driving him asking, you know, stuff about their culture, being Muslim, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you listen to hip hop. I'm like, I look at him like, come on, man. This dude put in DJ Quick. He's mm-hmm. listening to DJ mm. Quick. And I'm listening to it like I'm mm. rapping along. He's like, oh, you know this DJ Quick? I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this DJ Quick. <laughs> and he's singing it. And I'm like, you ever been to the States? He's like, no, nah, I've never been there. And I'm like, in my head, how did this man that lives in Saudi Arabia know about yeah. DJ Quick? Right, I I know that's crazy because it's it's going to trip me out because I was in Belize um last year and you know Belize I mean it's it's like it's it's close but it's far you know what I mean so I I know that I would trip if I'm way over in Saudi Arabia or or some other country and they playing Jeezy or something like this the states. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that would be freaked yeah. out to me. And not only listening, turning up to it. Like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he just didn't put it on because I listened to it, or he thought I listened to it. That was in his playlist. Right. That was him all day. And that's why so many That's why so many of the older rappers can tour and get get a bunch of money somewhere else. Because people like in over in Saudi Arabia know about these people. Like, that's yeah. that's Crazy and, it, and it's a it's a it's a different climate because it's not disposable like we we the music is disposable here like they take that stuff and they play it for years like one it's in the fabric of life right. them after a while like that's just what they listen to like it's part of it right. like, and like i mean when i was in the dominican you know we seen we seen, this is before everybody was dying in the dominican, but <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I, don't go out there now <laughs> But yeah, we went out there for my, for my honeymoon, and uh, you know, you saw like everybody. You know, it was it was guys look like me, but didn't sound like right. me, and uh, you know, but they listening to that stuff, man. Like the southern music is heavy out there, you know. Like they like, but it's that American hip hop culture. Right. Like they, yeah. that's it. It reaches 
it has a far reaching like you like what you guys are saying like it's far reaching man that music you know there's pictures of Tupac in all types of countries mm-hmm. Tupac's a girl right. he's got murals right. in all types of countries right. countries where ain't nobody look like him there right. but it's a picture of him there. right so I mean that stuff is that stuff is far reaching yeah now like and I think for me that's why it, it was hard for me like when when uh when Nipsey got killed because for me like he was they you know they kind of as far as being mainstream he was newer you know to the mainstream but he had been grinding for years you know he had been putting out stuff for years but he was just getting that national appeal and then I think for him too because he was so into the business side of things getting his business stuff right yeah. musically he was he was cool but it was like he was reaching that apex because that album he, his last album he put out was a classic right. and like it was legit classic like he was hitting on all cylinders and I was like okay this is what I need to be listening to. I said, because this dude here, we about the same age. He's putting out stuff. He's going through a lot of the same stuff that I'm going through, in a sense, you know. And it's relatable, you know, because I think that's the thing, even with Jerome saying it and what you're saying too, Jay, like, hip-hop was always relatable. Right. Now, I can't relate to the dude that's 19 years old, that's going to the club every night, doing all this, you know, hey, trying man. to run up on gotta, the next chick. Gotta get the... some Tatiana's, bro. You gotta man. get some Tatiana's in your life, man. You slipping. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out what Tatiana... I'm, I, I'm thinking of Tatiana when he's saying Tatiana, so, you know, I'm all this. Yeah, I'm not trying to get <laughs> like, Tatiana and be in court getting a divorce, Yana. <laughs> <laughs> She taking half of Yana. <laughs> right. All right. I'm like, I'm like, if I'm if I'm sitting there buffing Tatiana for my my 15-year-old bonus baby, my 15 year old daughters in here buffing that, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we just, just listen to I don't same, know. Man. It's it's just we're just the weird generation though. You know what I mean? Just just yeah. because a lot of, like we still listen to a lot of rap. A lot of people are, you know, our age. And we'll still be getting down to the blue faces and stuff like that. And then so were their kids. Like, it's it's weird. It's just a weird generation. Like, you would never, our parents would never. No. You know what I mean? You, you would rarely see, <laughs> yeah. because they listen in the 70s music or whatever. Like, you, this is this is still, this is still your parents who, you know, if you're hearing Anita Baker and the Isley Brothers and all of that, you know, you was getting up Saturday morning and helping clean the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, before, this claim, before this claim, my dad put me on, he I, he was listening to Scarface and the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. He liked his he liked his Blue Magic, but he listening to Scarface. And yeah, the yeah, Boys yeah, yeah, but, but, but you gotta, I mean, that's what he. Yeah, but Scar, I mean, who we listening to though? That's Scarface. That's two like these is legends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but but they're legends now. They weren't at that yeah. time. They were legends. You know what I'm saying? They weren't even getting a lot of radio play. Yeah. You know, you had to go. You had to go searching for this stuff. So right. I mean, this is Scarface. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, this is Ghetto Boy's mind playing tricks on me versus um, Tatiana. You know what I mean? It was a whole different, <laughs> whole different vibe, whole different setting, whole different mindset, really. All right, but maybe I, yeah. I'm too far off. But is there a group to date 
that you can compare tribe to, like a tribe called Quet or De La Soul to? Is that active? Yes, like a group. Like, yo, we had tribe, you can listen to all tribe. You'd be like, yo. I'll, yeah, little, little brother, brother, little brother was but there. Little brothers, little brother. Was they're there. old now, though. You That's true. I mean? And they broke up. Yeah. No, they back. Oh, they back together. Oh, they now. back. They back together. Oh, no, yes. Back? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tigalo and Big Pooh is back, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. But it, but they are that generation, and it's crazy to think that, like you just said, like they're older now. But yeah, they're. They're about a generation or so removed from tribe, true like that. so they were like the next. That is true. Um, they were the next wave. They just didn't get the, they didn't get a they lot didn't of the get mainstream. The, they didn't look. get the mainstream acclaim that they should have, but they were they were definitely mentioned in all of the hip hop magazines. I was telling Stamps, I will put the Minstrel Show mm. up against mm. any album Classic. out there. Period. I think the for for me to me, the Minstrel Show, excluding no other album, is one of the most well put put together albums I've ever heard in my life. Period. That's excluding nobody. Oh, that's a classic. And I would second that yep. because I played that going to work out. I will play that CD or now it's streaming over and over and over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the yeah, way you're yep. right. Because the way. <sighs> Just the, the way that it flows, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> how did you like? I I really want to sit them down in a room. Ninth, Big Pooh, um, um, who else? Uh, Fonte, Joe Scudder, whoever else was a part of that album, and just ask them like, yo, what was the like? How did y'all figure that y'all was just? How did y'all figure out that y'all was just going to come up with a TV show type conceptual? album that was going to play all the way through like a television show with different segments and rap <laughs> right. about it and it was going to be on it was still going to follow the subject and you going to have an interlude with Percy Miracles who sounds <laughs> like Ronald <laughs> like I don't I didn't right. understand it I did not I yeah, did like I, nah. did, I thought it was so genius like I thought that was so genius well, what was they saying? Trust no new is a lie. That right, oh, yeah, yeah. right. I was at work saying that. <laughs> well, yeah. What's up, bro? Trust right. No hey, yo, what they, what they, what they, what they know about fifth and fashion though? <laughs> fifth and fashion. One A one. You're one A one. They selling left A ones, bro. <laughs> Just the left ones. <laughs> They selling breast milk. You can pick up your child support down there. Like you, you pick up a kid, everything. Hey, you know, since I got my, my, my family on the line too, man, he was Cali born and raised. You know, I'm about to ask him. Remember how you, you jammed me up about that Mac 10? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey Jay, I'm just telling you, like, hey, you gotta, you gotta rep. They gotta, he gotta rep for the for the culture, man. Like, Mac Ten is a part of the, the West Coast connection. The backyard boogie. The backyard uh, boogie, man. Hey, <laughs> was I out of? Was I out of line? Was I out of? Tell me, yeah, family. Was out of line, line, man. You was out of oh, I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you. I'm asking. You. <laughs> I would say this. I would say this. Out where I'm at in California, and where I was, you know, born, raised around was gang affiliation. 
So when Mac 10 first came out and he said the line, you know, guess the color of my shoelaces, everybody out here was like, okay, well, where he from? Where he from Inglewood? So instantly everybody came him to be a blood. So you had a people who were dumb moves out here like, oh, we banging that. And then it was catchy. So you had a lot of rips or a lot of crips out here banging it too. So if you go to a picnic, you're going to hear, you're going to hear, you're going to hear Mac 10. You're going to hear, Mac um, you're going to hear a lot of them. You know what I mean? That was just part of the culture <laughs> out here. So yeah, you, you was going to rock it. Mac died, man. <laughs> you was going to iron a white t-shirt and some dickies <laughs> and that was your Saturday. <laughs> Hey, look, man. Like, so I said, I sent him. In the, I, I sent, I sent stamps a YouTube video. I ain't even. I didn't even. I wasn't even trying to troll him on this. But you can't tell me that nothing but the cabbie hit. Yeah. yeah that's a hit. Yo, that was a yo. That was a jam. That was like one of my favorite songs in the nineties. Don't do that, stamps. Man, I'm standing by what I said at the beginning. I hope you over there, party over here, and if you want to, we got the strap near. What they know about that? What they know about that, Jay? I remember he got a song called On Them Things. So I don't know what half of your listeners know what things are. They was considering rims or dating. So you would wash Mm -hmm. them out and clean your car and hit on a Saturday. And around about six o'clock in the evening, you calling everybody like, "Where you gonna be at? Where y'all going?" And then when you pop it in, you pop that song on, so you fly. You like you you dress. So yeah, I, I can't take nothing from him. I mean, it is what it is. Can't take nothing from him. <laughs> can't take nothing from him. Man, I, hey, I can take something from him. I ain't nothing. So <laughs> life, come on, man. <laughs> The, the chicken hawk, man, get up out of here. Hulk, <laughs> chicken chickens out here. Yeah, no, man. I, I, but I never, but it's been consistent. Even when I, <laughs> even when I was still living it, I never was rocking with it. Like, he, Dad used to ask, he was like, he was like, man, you heard that new Mac Dime? And I just sit there and stare at him for about a minute or two. And I was just like, they call, they call him Mac Dime? <laughs> no, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to that, man. <laughs> like, I just, it, you know, like, I, again, for me, it was always what I gravitated towards. Now, DJ Quick is a whole nother story. That's one of that's one of my favorites. He's he's a he's one of the greats. Uh, that ain't no question. But I just oh, yeah. there was always something. There was always something left to be desired for that. <laughs> he's in my and no, I, I can, just I can see if you I, say MC8. You know what I mean? But you had he was still in the same bracket. Hey, no, MC8 hey. was dope to me too. Okay, I like MC8. I'm about, I'm about to say. I'm about to say, MC8 had a bigger hit than Mac 10, though. That's because uh, society. Okay. <laughs> that that boy, that menace, that do 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 do, that menace of society joint. <laughs> you look, we go look at some numbers. You go look at Mac 10's joint, highest joint, and go look at that MC8 joint. I bet MC8 got a higher. <laughs> so but the cabbie hit <laughs> went to the south quickly. <laughs> Bruh, you go look up that MC8, man. That min- that menace that went mainstream. That menace was mainstream. The cabbie hit was on the radio. Hey, MC8, man. You know, I, I can't knock both the martyrs because you know their music shaped it or shaped my whole cultural aspect when it came to a lifestyle. You know, yeah. I'm not saying I was out yeah. there banging or whatnot, or if I had an affiliation, but 
you know, it shaped. It shaped a whole period from 1990 to at least 1998. California was a yeah. different beast. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. the product out of that beast is some of these kids today. Like, even California, when it came to music, was split. Up north, like in Oakland, had a different sound than when it had down here. It's a d- yeah. Totally different sound. Yeah. Totally different sound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. No, I was, that was, yeah. No, so you're right tra- about that. It was. C- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I, I think even when you guys were talking about how hip hop changed your social construct, it even filtered off into the Latinos. You have some Mexicans out here rapping. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? With bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> they got bars. Like, yes. Okay. You know what I mean? So. I think yeah, it, no. It, go ahead. Yeah, no, man. I was just gonna say, like, it. it I mean, it just, it just hit all, it hit all across. Where it's like, if you, because I'm, I'm of the belief too. Like, if you're nice, you're nice. No matter what you look like, if you're nice, right. you just got that talent. Yeah. And, and um, there's a lot of guys out there, like you said, that you would have never thought that, you know, was gonna be as nice as they were. Like, I ain't even gonna front. Like the first time. And I and I'm not by no means am I a, a huge Eminem fan, but I can remember hearing his first song and I was like, man, Dre tripping. He about to put this dude out. And I didn't hey. really it didn't hit me at hey, first. But, and but, then when I started to listen to yeah. him, I was like, No, when when yeah. I heard <laughs> when I heard Hi, my name is P everybody listen, everybody thought that I was tripping in high school. Cause we used to, I, I used to come in or whatever, and, you know, that's when TRL and all of that was, was popping, right? And um, I was like, yo, y'all heard that? This dude, Eminem, I think he going to be a monster. And, like, people was looking at me like, Jay, you tripping. You talking about the white dude, the, the white dude with the little, I said, yo, have you, have you listened to him, though? I was like, I think he could really rap, like, really rap. Yeah. And like when yeah. nobody messed, man, Eminem became the biggest thing ever, man. I think what got me about yeah. Eminem was the fact that he was witty, he was different. Yeah, he he was a battle rapper. Yeah, but he did an interview, and he was just giving mad respect to all of these rappers who he said he idolized, and that he was just proud to be on the same plateau. With. Right. And even right. at that, he said, "I'm not I'm on the plateau with him." But today right. you have like Kodak Black that's like, "Yo, I'm bigger than Pac." So what? What? <laughs> no, what? Hey man, Bupak, <laughs> gotta gotta pick up Bupak. <laughs> yeah, I'll I be messing, I'll be messing with him. Uh, I'll be messing with Stamps J because he because everybody want to be Pac now. So you got you got new Pac. That's uh, was that's that's Troy F. You got uh, you got you got Bupak. That's Lil Boosie. You know what I mean? yeah. And I like and I like Boosie. I like Boosie. I'm a Boosie man. I like Boosie, but I was like, hey, I'm about to cancel it. I'm about to cancel it, folks. Yeah. I like Boosie. The way he hey. talks, he be going off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But hey, every everybody everybody either get shot or <laughs> do something, and they feel like Pac all of a sudden. And I be I be tripping out with stamps over that. It's crazy. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand I, it, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like it. And, uh, My thing is, why don't people say I, like I, they better than Rockem? You know what I mean? They don't. I know. You know, mm. the dude's still alive. Like if you better than Rockem, go battle him. 
and I'm pretty sure he'll take the battle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he still got one of the hardest lines I've ever heard in life. When he said, your age don't count in the booth when your flow stays submerged in the fountain of youth. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo that's it. done. And hip-hop is, yo, like, yo, what, what else do you say to that? And he was on the set. That was the same joint with Nas Kanye. and 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 Kanye on there. Remember they stopped. Like, I think they stopped the beat in the video. Yeah, when he said that. <laughs> yeah and he said it, and that was it. They should have cut the song yeah, off right I, there. I I think said, they yeah, they, they probably it. did. They probably you know, did. I can't yeah, remember. That was it. <laughs> if I was in that booth, if I was nah. in, when they recorded it, I probably just looked at everybody and just turned there all the power off. Like you know, it's time oh, to go. Yep, it's time to <laughs> yeah. go. I would have passed out. I would have passed out like right there. Like, it's, it's over. Oh. It's over. <laughs> nah, when I heard that verse, I was, I think I hit Jay up. Like, I hit Jay too, not too far after that, after that row. I said, I said, dude, that was like the hardest verse I've ever oh, heard. No, 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 no. <laughs> we was in chat. We was in chat at your mom's crib and we was watching it, remember? The video, video. on Jam. We watching on Jam. Yeah. We, remember, we had the, um, the, uh, remember we had the WWE game, and I was oh, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. Undertaker. <laughs> oh God, Undertaker, Undertaker, seventy nine years old. Go ahead, <laughs> shout out the Take Show. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We was we was watching it there because that was the I think that was like the premiere of the video or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, man. Like, yeah, nah. Rakim is cold. Like, he's still one of my favorites. And I and 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 I missed. You know, I was born what eighty four. So by the time his his the main part where he was running it, by the time I was listening to it, he was pretty much just looked at as a legend at that point, which is crazy because you know, like you look at somebody like Hove. Hold been on top a long time, man. <laughs> Hold been on top a long. He's just now starting to kind of, and he's in just in legend status. But you look at the, and him and Rakim ain't even that far apart in age. You know, but you look at. Go, no, go ahead. I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry, but what got me? No, it's asking this. Go it, ahead. It's go ahead. crazy, because this is how you can tell when you're you're maturing. When Jay Z on that album, he dropped his last album. And he said, you know what the best thing versus going to a strip club is? Credit. Like, Credit. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that hit me. <laughs> For so many ways. Like, okay, I'm feeling the song, feeling the song. And I'm like, okay, what's better than going to a strip club? Brother, you are right. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, you're right. No, you're right. Hey, so, yeah, no, I mean, you're right, though. Yeah. You're right. Like, that, that's, what, that's what it is, man. No, like, that 4-4-4 is a... I think that's probably one of the best albums ever. That's like a what uh, Charlotte May said, adult contemporary hip hop. Hey, yeah, you do it. That's exactly no, what it was. It was. It was funny. Like I was joking with Stamps about this. I said, I said so. I said so. Jay Z, Jay Z says it, and all of a sudden it's magic. I've been trying to tell y'all this since. You know, right. what I'm saying? In my early twenties. <laughs> Don't nobody want to listen to me though. Jay Z say it is gold. You like everybody? Oh, oh! Everybody got light bulbs above their heads now. Like, <laughs> oh, Jay Z is so prolific. I mean, I'm like, man, shut up. No. <laughs> hey, 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 
Hey, that, hey, that is whole. Hey, man, yeah, shut up. Whole whole with the certain things, so we would have to go through. Man, it, man. shut so up. You gotta. Whole, is, you whole, I could have sworn whole put on put on his pants the same way. He does not levitate. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Right. We don't. Still, I, I, don't get even, I get it. Dude don't got, even sweat. Man. I get it. He got, he he got Beyonce. You know what I mean? Beyonce. I get he all of that. He do got a billion. <laughs> he got a billion. He do. But, yeah, he do got a billion. Yeah. He got a billion. Out there. <laughs> but no, I, he got a billion. I can't knock none of this stuff, you know outside of what I can do as me as a man, you know what I mean? If I'm out here, yeah. you know, just out here talking reckless, then I got to deal with that. But, you know, you hear mm-hmm. some of these, these dudes rapping and you're like, man, wait a minute, like, the first time I heard, you know, year of the album freestyle by J. Cole, I was like, this boy say it like, mm-hmm. oh, what? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. my goodness. <laughs> Cole, Cole, is, Cole is hard, too. Cole is mm-hmm. one of my favorites right now. And yeah, no, nah, I like yeah. Cole is nice. Cole, I like Cole because Cole is, he he's in his own pocket to the point to where he'll come out and drop some stuff and it'd be hard. He'd be like, yeah, that's it, and then he'll just fade on back again, like until he drops something else. Like he he doesn't have to be he don't have to be up front out front the whole time. Like he drop his he'll drop his piece of art and then he'll fall back, and then he'll come back out. You know with what him. you know what I don't understand about people. Who criticized J. Cole about him being boring? Have you ever heard of that? Have y'all heard about that? Like y'all heard the Yeah, like have y'all heard the jokes or whatever that social media be like, oh man, I don't don't listen to J. Cole because he gonna he gonna put me to sleep. I'm like No, no, dead no. You ain't never you ain't never heard of that? Yo. I'll go on go on Twitter, go on any social media site, search J. Cole. And see how many people call him boring. I just, really? I don't know. I've never understood it. I've never understood it. And I'm just like, yeah, I bet, I bet some of the same people that are calling him boring, if he called up and wanted to collab, though, oh, for sure, for sure, it'd be a whole different story. Well, you I know like what the mean? fact right. that it was one of these kids was, you know, knocking in, has one of these dudes with fruit punch hair. You know, tattoos on the face, you know, knocking oh, little pump, knocking J. Cole. J. Cole was like, Yo, I want to holler at you. So they sat down and talked, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, 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 that, that was, was pump. And 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 yeah. J. Cole had that had that verse for him. And right. it was crazy, is Lil Pump, like, because I, I still look at social media and stuff just to kind of keep up with what's going on. When all of that was going on, Lil Pump was at a J. Cole concert. And was quoting the diss record word for word, and that's when they that's when they talked. After that, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like Pump was like, "Okay, I I get it." You know what I mean? Like I, I am yeah. feeling it. And the interview was actually pretty. I like I watched the entire interview. It was good because it, it humanized Lil Pump. Like you got to see this young dude and and a lot of his perspectives of why he thinks the way he does and kind of his background there, there was some there was some context to the person right. and like you you got to see a different side because I, I think for me now especially some of the younger acts I like to see like I love to see their breakfast club interviews because then I can kind of gauge you know get an idea of what you know what type of person they are what type of person that they're putting out there for the people to see because like 
I didn't really like I it, it, you talk about born, but I actually think he's talented. Um, I like Twenty One Savage. I think he's talented, dude. But I, I liked him more after I seen a couple of his interviews. I was like, okay, this dude, there's more to this dude than because I'm just hearing Twenty One Savage. I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> like all the my red flag is already Twenty One. Twenty One. Twenty One. Twenty One. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, like but chicken too. <laughs> he said it just the way that I said it too. Just thank you. Oh God. All right, let me ask y'all this. Better yet, let me throw it out there so when y'all do another episode, if I'm not getting, I'll be able to be blessed on it. What do y'all think about culture vultures? Is that a thing? <clears throat> Who do you think is doing it? Then why do you think it's it's out there? I mean, culture mm. vultures is anybody from the the outside of the hip the hip hop community to come in and take from us. Ain't that <laughs> really that's that's really yeah. what the culture I think, vulture is. Yeah, I think the uh, a culture vulture is somebody that is that is benefiting but not giving back. Well, so, never was really I part of it in the first place. Right. But but you still benefiting because like you take certain acts that that are benefiting but they're not helping and and I don't even think you know I would love in a perfect world we I could sit and have that conversation and say well hey it's anybody that's not of this ilk or this ethnic this ethnicity and they're like taken from it there there is elements of that but it's certain culture vultures that look like us yeah that's true Ooh, uh, I, I will say like this that. I'm gonna say this though you know who the culture vultures are is all of them um, record execs that sit up and look at data and numbers all day and say, oh, man, this, this ain't the one. Uh, this ain't it. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. So all of these people that you don't see behind closed doors that's the real record executives, those are culture vultures. Okay. Mm. To me. Yeah. To me. No, I agree with that. I think, I think it's a combination. I think it's execs. I think it's people that try to control what is what's heard and what's not on mainstream you know if something is put out there and they're like okay this word let's keep putting out this same type of music because i think like that was i think that's why there's so much nostalgia in this particular era right now for 90s stuff because in the 90s there was so many different ways you had like you said you had we had your tribes you had your uh you had your dj quicks you had your jay-z's up here you had your biggies over here you had leaders of the new school you had you know ll over here you had all these different elements you had your snoops you know you had rakim you had all these different diggable planets shout out to diggable planets you don't know who that is do your googles but you had all these different elements of people doing their own thing wu-tang it was about 40 of them you know, Bone Thugs. It was another 20 of them plus Mo Thugs. Yeah. But you had all these different elements of people in the same genre, but doing different things. And I think that people that are culture vultures try to push out. It's like there's one thing that's working and they beat that to death. Like there's nothing else that we can provide. Like it's it's no different. It's no different than like in Hollywood when you had there were black blacks were looked at a certain we could only play one role like it was like 
gangster number one or gangster number two. <laughs> right. Or, <laughs> or like, you know, and, and a, a perfect movie. <laughs> right. And a perfect a perfect movie. Um that can outline culture vultures too. I don't know if y'all ever seen Hollywood show. Yeah, sir. Robert yeah, Town. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, I know you you probably hadn't yeah, seen it, yeah. but I'm gonna make you I'm make you watch yeah, it one day. It's yeah, basically <laughs> basically it's it's a guy trying to get into the into Hollywood industry, but this is like late eighties, early nineties. And and it was back when Eddie Murphy was popping. Like he was like how Kevin Hart is now. And that he was going out for roles, and every time they were going out for a role, the guy would be like, "Well, we need you to be a little bit more Eddie. Can you be more Eddie Murphy? Can you be more Murphy esque?" And like they was making up words. They said, "They said Murphonic." They said, "Can you be a little bit more um Murphonic?" <laughs> and I, I think that that circles back to when I originally started opening my mouth, and I think that movie speaks of they wanted him to start cooning. In order to make it, like, come on, brother, you gotta murphy size your situation. <laughs> <laughs> like they was, they was making up all these pronouns for Eddie Murphy. Like, they, I'm for real. Like when he said murphonic, I fell out laughing. <laughs> And he looked like straight confused, man. He had the question mark over his head. They'd say like, and you had dudes that looked like. Eddie Murphy from different movies in line <laughs> also trying to audition. You had Eddie Murphy from Golden Child, from Beverly Hills Cop. You had all these dudes. But it but I mean like that's what I that's what I think of when I when you like when you pose the question about a culture vulture, that's the first image that goes in my head. People that implement that Hollywood shuffle mentality that look for that one thing that worked. You see Tupac and then Something happens to Tupac, so you get five other dudes that got tattoos and may have a talent and may have one song, but you just push because this that was authentic was working. So now we need 10 more carbon copies like that. Definition is a little different. And you, I think there's levels. So, Stamps, I think you're absolutely right. But when I hear the word culture vulture, I hear I, I automatically go to Elvis, somebody like that. So with so oh so let me ask you this: If that's the case, would um would Post Malone be the new culture vote? Mm. Um, he said he don't make hip hop music. He's yeah. he's, he's not a rapper. Uh, <laughs> but his money show do come from it. <laughs> yeah, I I think. <laughs> No, I just think that was some stupid stuff that he said. I, I don't think I just I just don't. You know how people get up there and don't really know what they saying until they say it, and then it's realize they realize like ah, uh, probably shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? That was just like um, what's the dude's name? Did y'all see the dude? Uh, what's his name? He went on a rent and went viral because of something that he said and then he realized later on that he shouldn't have said it um daniel see um daniel caesar is that his name the daniel caesar the, the uh, yeah the, the um the, the, the r&b dude no r&b oh. dude he canadian oh, man. Yeah, i went up on yeah that. yeah he went on some type of rent and was like yo um he said i forget what he said but anyway 
yeah, going back to that, like, I think that was just some stuff that he should have said. And he know he's every bit of hip-hop, just like the next hip-hop artist. Like, I don't care if you white or not. Like, I don't... I don't necessarily see him as a culture vulture. I just think that he was trying to say some stuff to make him more neutral than than what he was being portrayed as, and it and it backfired on him. You know what I mean? No. And I think, man, so. and, I, and I and I'll go as far and I'll go as far as to say too, man. Like when you said earlier, what did you, you mention his name? Kodak Black. Yeah. Um. I think that if he doesn't progress, he could be looked at as a culture vulture. Cause you, I mean, you're not adding. If you're just taking and you're taking away, and you're not adding any who, substance. Who, is, who did you say? I said Kodak. I, he's not yet, not yet. But if if he continues to go on the path he's going, and let's say he at some point he doesn't turn around, like he don't pull a Gucci man. Gucci Man is a perfect example of well, somebody. You, 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 know else, you know who else can can be considered a culture vulture though? That I just thought about. Um, it, it, I mean, shoot, I mean, I, I don't agree. I don't necessarily agree with the Kodak Black one, but Takashi. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. he might be working with the yeah. police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel might be. Daniel might be part of the part of the uh, government. Yeah. He probably is now, but but the reason why I say him is because this dude got on Angie Mart what was Angie Martinez and said like he don't even take music seriously. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of these, just like you know, like another level of culture vultures. Yo, I'm just doing this for the money. I don't even care about rap. That's a culture vulture to me. That's exact. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, taking away, and that, but I, I use, I use Kodak as an example, and I said, because you look at Gucci, Gucci, Gucci man put his real life out there, mm-hmm. now, every, like, and, and he went through a lot of stuff, but, you know, it was, again, it was all authentic, and I'm not saying that Kodak is not authentic, yeah. I, but what I'm saying is, like, with Gucci, there was progression, like, he's like, look, man, this is, okay, I'm to a point to where this ain't it. I gotta, I gotta make some changes. And you look at Gu- Gucci out here living his best life, man. Like I look at Gucci, man. I'm like, man, hey, ain't no reason nobody can't do what they, you know, need to do to get themselves in a better position. Right. Gucci out here, right. I'm like, hey, man. And I, and I got a lot of respect for him because you know he was really out here doing what he was uh, doing. Yeah, he was and, blaming, blaming for real. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's authentic. He's authentic. He ain't playing. But you speak of a and uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. No, I, but I'm and I and I, I in this I, in my part, and I let you let you finish what you're saying. Like, I just think that Kodak has to. There, you don't always have to go through every little part to progress. So you see somebody like Gucci, who's been doing been a lot of lot of the same situations you've been through, probably worse. And this dude is on the other side of it. He's like, hey man, you got this. Is what you need to be doing at this point because that ain't it. So if if Kodak can't look at his situation at some point and, and make those necessary changes, then I'll look at him as a culture vulture too, because it's like, dude, you're not, you're no longer, you know, you got to be liable for your stuff. So if you're not willing to start making those changes, then you're going to be looked at that way to me too, in my opinion. That's just me. Yeah. But 
Yeah, go ahead, Ron. I know you about to say do, something. Do you think then, when a person gets to a level of how all these you know entertainers and artists are, when they get to that plateau, they have a responsibility, or are we just putting too much on them because they're entertainers? You know, if a person like was like rapping at a, at a barbershop, they get a little you know mixtape cracking, it gets a good vibe, people start listening, and they do this by this God-given gift to do something. That's just like, oh, magical. That's reaching people. Now, are they obligated to do it? Mm. Or are we just like, I, I, you don't know, think you, I don't think you obligated to do anything. However, I mean, because you could, you could play this however you want. Somebody give you a platform. If you work, if you work to, to, to get a platform, if somebody says, okay, here, here's your platform, you can say whatever you want. Then you can say whatever you want. However, there's a flip side to that only because you do have a lot of people watching you if you got your own platform. Right. You know what I mean? So now are you going to use it for the 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 to to push forward the culture in a better way or are you going to be self-serving? Cuz a lot of these artists are self-serving. You you could tell, you know, just by the music that they put out or whatever, they're going to put out all of the you know, um the the the, the turn up ratchet type stuff because that's going to make people turn up and that's what's going to get them the most money because that's the day and the age that we live in right now as opposed to uh, somebody, some some song that's going to go out on a limb that's going to be more mellow, it's going to go out on a limb and ain't nobody really going to be messing with it at least right then and there. But that song will later on 10 years down the line could potentially still have a lot of listening value, like a Pac or a Big Song or a J. Cole or a Kendrick song or whatever the case is. And that other those other songs is just for the moment. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you it, it could go either way. But, like, but yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to. I mean, what are you really obligated to do? Like, you're, there's no obligation to any of this. You... But life is all about choices, though. Right. Yeah. No, you're right, and I and I see that. I see that. That's that's a good question. I I don't I don't necessarily think that you're obligated, like you said. You you know everybody's to each his own. But in a sense of you know, in a sense of you growing as a person, like what what do you want to leave behind? Even even when you're thinking about when you're thinking about your legacy, like what do you want to leave behind? Because honestly, and this, and I, and I'll say it and I'll, I'll go back to your point, but I'll say this too. Just because you're not even in the public eye or even famous, there's culture vultures that are, are walking around every day. Like I, you, you can work, you can literally work, you know, cause we're, everybody's a part of the hip hop culture. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't just, isolate to music it, i mean it's it all walks of life we've incorporated hip-hop culture in different industries and in all walks of life so with that being said like i think that if you're trying to progress and you stand if you if you want to link yourself if you want to say hey i'm just a rapper i just rap okay i don't hold you to that standard but if you start talking about yeah i'm a part of the culture i'm a part of the hip-hop culture and you know the origin of why that was founded and what that really means, then yeah, you are held accountable in my opinion because that's di- there's a difference. I think there's a difference. If you say I just rap, 
and I'm trying to get this rap money and I rap and that's it. And uh, that hip hop stuff, whatever. I ain't really about all that. That's then that's a different conversation. But if you're saying that I'm a part of the hip hop culture and you know I'm I'm a part I'm in this, then yeah, I think you're held to a, a responsibility. I think you are obligated. And it but it's not just you being a rapper artist, you're you in music. If whatever industry you are in, if you say that you if hip hop raised you, if you look at hip hop as something positive that helped you grow, then you have a responsibility at some point to give back to that in some form or fashion. In my opinion. Well, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. I mean. Yeah. And if you know, I mean if you rap, if you just rap and say, man, I rap and I'm just trying to get this rap money, get this bag, chase this bag. Y'all keep that hip hop stuff. <laughs> Right, then I'm not gonna hold you to that. You know, if you if you that's what you're about, then yeah, nah. But if you sit here and say you for that culture, and you know, that's no different than you, you know, you pledging allegiance to something positive and something that you know you're trying to preserve. So, I mean, you know, I I just think that, yeah, that's just my opinion. I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, I was listening, I don't know if y'all ever got a chance to watch um, Bob Marley's, he has a movie about his life. It's like a documentary. How he came. I've seen you it. You know, and it was deep how he came, but then how he influenced the whole world. So he felt like he had a responsibility, but when he was asked about it, he said, no, I'm just making conscious music for my people. And when he says for mm-hmm. my people, then you are taking on a responsibility right. for your people. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. And I, and I don't and I and I think it's a great question. I don't I don't think it's a cut and dry at all. You know, there's not one singular answer. But yeah, I I do think there is a responsibility. But I think I I, I hate sometimes when you see that cop out of the entertainers. Well, I'm not a role model. Well, I mean, you should try to be. You know, not even just because you are. No, you shouldn't be a role model just because you're in the public eye or you have that entertainment platform but as a person you should be wanting to do the best you can and if somebody sees that it can be better for that then that's good but yeah I think you know I I think that's the problem like nobody wants to be held accountable to certain standards because they're like oh man I can't you know yeah you know you need to be held accountable for certain stuff yeah, I, I I agree and disagree at the same time. I, I feel what the celebrity is saying, but at the same time, like you said, I agree with uh, what you're saying because, you know, I, I, I kind of feel them on the point that I don't want to be on this stage and then all of a sudden have to be, I, I actually agree with what Cardi B had to say, say one time. Like, I don't want to get on this stage and all of a sudden I don't feel like I can be my authentic self. Like Cardi B was right. was known the the reason she got here was because of her personality. She was out very outspoken, outgoing, said whatever. You know what I mean? That was, those were one of the that was one of the elements that got her there in the first place. Um mm-hmm. so is her fear of not being true to who she really is. You know, everybody today is like, they want to live their truth, right? Uh, right, right. Different. <laughs> like, everybody want to live their truth. So, yeah. there's, there's fear in that, right? 
if there's fear of becoming a role model or whatever the case is and still trying to balance being your authentic self but at the same time like people change and when you you change you change for the better so if you're going to be a role model yeah you should be changing for the better maybe that means you shed your old personality or whatever you know what i mean but people don't want to do that like you said they don't want to be held accountable so and that's what I'm saying. Like, and even for her, that's a perfect, that's a great example you put out there because yeah, like for her, I don't expect her to change her who her her entire being to fit some uh to fit whatever I have in my mind as what she needs to be as a role model. But you look at her and then you she's not gonna be or she shouldn't be the same person at 23, 24 when she got on, at 28 when she's a a full-fledged mother and a full-fledged, you know, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Like, you're going to progress. She's but the same I, person I respect though, her for that because... Carry on. Yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, but you, you're going to have to progress, but I don't expect, but I, I respect what she said because I don't expect, she's not raising my kids, yeah. right. you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm the image they see every day. I'm right. the one that's raising my child. The the person on TV isn't raising your child. So they they're not responsible. They don't have a responsibility in that in that aspect. Right. But I think that, you know, to sit here and be like to sit here in front and act like they don't have any type of influence on all these people buying a product that they're selling whether it be themselves or something that they're selling. I mean, that's stupid. That ain't making any sense to me. How are you gonna sit here and say, "Oh no, I'm not, I'm not this and that," but what you're selling is you. That's what you're selling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. You can't say you can't say you want all the good. You can't say you want all the the goods of this, but you can't accept the other things, the other responsibilities that come with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's not that's not realistic. Right. It's not realistic. So that's right. That is my opinion. Well, look, gentlemen, but, I know it's still early for me out here. I know we're getting late for y'all. I don't want it to end, man, but I don't want to keep y'all up. All right, man. We'll, we could do it. We'll do a two parter, man. We'll, we'll bring it back. We'll, we could do, do well, child obsession part two. Yeah, definitely. We can cut it off tonight and then we'll, we'll bring it back, man, for a second one, man. We definitely appreciate you jumping on, Jerome. You got, because you got some more knowledge to give, man. You, you still out here putting, giving out some games and jewels. Jerome got the gems over there. We try, we just kind of try and scoop them up the best way we know how, you know what I mean? Yep. Man, with any little pieces Big. that I have, you definitely can have them and let y'all run with it, because I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying I got all the game in the world, but I was that little kid, if I was running, I sat down and I started listening to these old heads. And a lot of these old heads had it, you know what I mean? So even when I go to work, I'm talking to the older people of the group to say, what did y'all do back in the day? Because y'all figured it out. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. And that's what we're going to give to the younger ones. Like you see one struggling to try to tie their shoe, you're going to say, no, you do it this way. And they're going to say, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. At least I can see how it was once done. But I think right now for our state and culture in our mind, not only is our mental capacity just universal, our building powers financially is universal. And that's why I go back to San Cunha because we don't need to do that. I'm finna sit in front of you like a grown man, so hopefully you see me as such. You know, let's talk to let's talk. Yeah.
Nah, that's facts, man. And so, yeah, we're gonna come. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do part two of this chop up section and, and, t- and just hit on some other things and just just talk about it, three different perspectives. But I'm going. I am gonna put this out here too. Y'all noticed that he did say he went to Saudi Arabia and he just kind of like blew past that. Like people yeah, just did, been traveling to Saudi Arabia. Go past that. I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it. He, he 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 went past. He went out there. He put that out Man, there like people could just do yeah, that. I went to Belize and everything, but like Belize just down the street. He across the whole. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And he and he'd have been there a couple times. He ain't gonna, he may not say that. He'd been there a couple times. <laughs> I wasn't in the military. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. See? You hear that? You hear that right there? <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, he's stunting on y'all a little bit. That's okay. He can do that. Not a, he can nah, do that. I'll, That's fair. Y'all's title <laughs> is halfway humble. Man, I'm just broken trying. <laughs> <laughs> No, that would be he's me right over, now. He's me. over. <laughs> uh, Tom, Tommy Strong over there with no job. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you carried all the legs hey. right now. Fresh to death. Hey. I ain't got no job. Fresh to all the what? Fresh to death over there. Hey, don't lie. <laughs> hey, don't lie to the people like that, man. Hey, I'm trying to figure it out. Y'all got the magic. I'm trying to figure it out. I think it's gonna rub off pretty soon. Oh, man. It's getting on my knees every night. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I hear that. Facts. Got the prayer pray. helps, man. Man, it prayer works. It does. For sure, for sure. But man, I appreciate y'all tonight, man. We're gonna go ahead and shut it down. We're gonna come back and do a part two. But uh, my once again. Uh, humbly, I thank my my cousin for jumping on my family. It's like a big, he's like a big brother. He's like a big brother. <laughs> Bump the cousin. That's like a that's like a big brother. Beat me down like a big brother, and he lift, <laughs> and he lift me up like a big brother. Now he beat me down. We we're gonna talk about that one. <laughs> part two we gonna we gonna bitch off. And, we're gonna part two. We're gonna talk about that. The, the, the ills of being the, the youngest oh, one. If I got it, you gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been the Halfway Humble Podcast. We'll be back. I'm Jay Stamp. And I'm Jay. And you all night. And we have Big Drone on here tonight. Drone, we appreciate you, man. Y'all, man. All right, we'll be back. And thank y'all for listening. Holla. Peace.